Okay. Ooh, had to clear my throat. Hello, everyone. Jason Fisk here. Welcome back to another episode of Maybe It's Better Off Blank, the podcast about mental health, art, the artistic process, and life itself. Um, I know I just released an episode last night on Wednesday. I'm just trying to keep on schedule, so every Tuesday and Thursday be a new episode. And so, trying to get back on the horse here. Um, like I said in my last episode, I uh, had to start over. Had a mishap happen, you know. Had some stuff going on in my head. I uh, tried to figure some things out. Tried to save my podcast, but unfortunately, I had to start over and remake everything. But here we are. Fresh start. Episode 2. <laughs> you know, back at it again. Yeah, so, I figure, good thing to touch on, and not to keep going on about COVID-19, even though it's still most definitely, not that anything's changed in the matter of, you know, one day, or one night at least at this point, that... Yeah, nothing's changed since then. And it's uh, it's definitely something prevalent in our lives. And I, I want to talk about it. But the reason I want to talk about it is... Because uh, the topic here I decide on... Uh, as you know, I was eating dinner. I finished it up and I was just kind of... You know, picking at my brain about what I could kind of go on about here. And I want to talk about fear. You know, not just fear with COVID-19, but just general fear... You know, what are we fearful of? Um, Where's an idea? Where's your fear come from? I mean, how does it affect us in our lives? Does it still stick with us? You know, do we let it control our lives? We're going to get on with that. Also, good morning, good afternoon, and good night if that's your thing. So... I'm going to get a lighter, and light this candle, make it smell nice in my room while I do this, got a dark berries candle, it's very much a blueberry, blackberry, berries in general, it smells amazing, fear, what is fear, things we're fearful of. Things we're afraid of. I know for one, I have many a fear. I am a fearful man. As always, maybe a definition. Fear, noun, an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or a threat. Verb, be afraid of someone or something as likely to be dangerous, painful, or threatening. I got all the examples there. Not to really kind of go over what fear is because everyone knows what fear is fear 
is a very prevalent thing in our life, especially with COVID-19. I hope everyone's keeping the six-foot distance, the six-foot distance, washing your hands, and just doing everything that you can to to kind of continue to like prevent this virus from spreading. It's definitely a pandemic out there. Life and times we live are crazy, people. It's a crazy world out there, and there are many things to be fearful of. I know. I, you know, at first was a little misguided on the idea of COVID-19. Excuse me. But it's, uh, it's definitely a lot more serious now than it has been, you know? Especially since the whole in-house policy, quarantine, everything, you know? Normally, I stay inside most days anyway. I'm, I'm very much an outdoorsy, indoorsy person. Well, in this case, for the example, I'm very indoorsy, but I do like to get out. I can be a very outside kind of person. It just depends on the day, really. I'm, uh, because I'm very, I'm also a very, I am an introvert, extrovert. I love people, love, love, love people. I love meeting new people, making new friends, but at the same time, kind of keeping the circle small and sticking to those I know. And so on and so forth. You know, I won't lie. I, uh... But I'm a likable guy. As I've mentioned. And I make a lot of friends. And I always realize every year I feel like I at least meet... One to two. Maybe three. I don't know. At least one to two new people in my lives. I know I always usually make at least one to two new friends every year. Usually. That's... I think that's going a little off the charts, but... Yeah, when, when, I, actually, when I actually get out there, you know, and I, I put myself out there, I... I don't know. I usually snag somebody, dragging people into my circle, adding another one to the list, but I love everyone all the same. And, you know, for those that I keep in my life, amazing, awesome, wonderful people. And thank you all for sticking it with me throughout the years of all the nonsense and supporting me now with the things that I'm doing along with the podcast. So fear. Fear is a prevalent thing in our lives. You know, to the idea of being sick, the idea of uh, catching COVID and spreading it to just our general fears. You know, the things we live with on an everyday basis. It's something that is always there. It's in the back of our minds. It's under our beds. It's in our closets. It's in our heads. The things we're afraid of. Fear is... is it's an inescapable thing sometimes. I, you know, with the things I'm afraid of, it's it's tough. You know, we're we're strong people. We can be strong people. We can be confident people. You know, we can very much have everything together, mentally, physically, whatever it is that you know you're afraid of that, you know, kind of connects you to the way you can't handle yourself in the certain situations of the things that 
it might be that you're afraid of. It still is definitely something that is looming. That shadow that hangs over your shoulder. Um, it's that thing that you don't know that isn't there when even though there isn't something there. That's that's a big one for me. Um, one that, that's followed me since I was a kid is just that idea of something's there but nothing's really there. I, uh, I'm a big believer in ghosts and spirits, you know. I, uh, I've had my occurrences, I've dabbled, you know, in some things, never messed with anything super dark, you know, never, never really touched on a Ouija board, but we've all, you know, have our experiences, and I've had my situations where I've encountered some things, and... I'm, I'm a little skittish. You know, I'm not going to get too in-depth with everything I'm afraid of because we could be here forever. <laughs> um, but even then, ghost schools, goblins. Um, I, I got... It kind of... I think it also kind of connects to the fact that, like, I got shoved into watching a lot of horror movies as a kid. You know, things that I didn't want to see. I was I was definitely a very uh I was a very imaginative kid. As the artist that I am now, I have a very vivid imagination. So when it like when certain things, you know, happen to pop in my head, it's sometimes that I don't really want to think about it, but my head kinda goes ahead and like makes me think about it anyway, and it's like, oh I I didn't really ask for this, but sure, let's uh, what, what do you got for me, brain? Um <laughs> It's, it's rough, you know, it was rough, it has been rough, but I got a better handle on it now than I did when I was a kid, because, you know, as a kid, your mind's pretty much a sponge, take everything in, soak it all up, you know, I had to really wring my brain dry and start over again, you know, kind of go through that process, it's not all real, these, these fictional characters and horror films, all the, all the classic slashers, you know, all the silly ideas of, you know, these figureheads from horror movies being real and coming after me. It was it was a thing for a long time. I Yeah. <laughs> I know it's it's like I know it's I know it, some of you it's probably really silly, but I tell you it's definitely it's definitely a thing. Um and it definitely had a handle on me for a while because people are cruel and no, you know, they use that advantage towards you when they know you're afraid of something. And that's, I think that's something we can kind of touch on too, is like the harmful effects of knowing that you're fearful of something and the way people use it against you. It's not, it's not fun. I admit that, you know, every once in a while, the occasional scare or prank, you know, is fine, but you kind of went through what I went through. Some people are really relentless and, you know, sometimes take it to the next level. Nothing too extreme, of course. You know, I never was hurt or anything. But I definitely... I'm very jumpy still. I'm very skittish. You know, I don't often like to be scared in major consistencies. And I get a little aggressive. I won't lie, but I'm also... Wor- I've, I've worked on that. And I'm, I'm better now than I have been, but... 
You hear me say that a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, but I don't. I don't often like to be scared more than a few times. You know, within a certain amount of days or months. You know, and not everyone's gonna know, and I'm not gonna be mad at everyone every time, or I'm not gonna just be mad at the instance. But I do. Ooh, let me tell you uh, about had a damn heart attack a few times. <laughs> Of the way people have gotten me. Like, I remember one time, someone I was living with, I was coming down the stairs, and there was, like, this space on the side of the stairs where there's this closet, and they just barely had the door open, but you couldn't really see around the corner there. And so when I came, and, like, my left foot hit the ground coming off the stairwell, bam, just hand. I don't know where grabs my left my ankle and who I am screaming bloody murder I I'm like this is it like I'm done like this is where I go and I, there's nothing I can do and I look over and it's my guy and I hate him and yeah it's all a prank bro no I was I was not, I was not, I was not happy, you know, and he kind of knows I'm very, like, I've, I was in my head, I'm very, I thought the house, we, in the house we were in, I, I thought it was haunted, it ended up being haunted, um, a lot of, a lot of stuff going on there, a lot of weird smells, a lot of weird noises, um, I was followed a few times, you know, take it as you will, you know, with ghosts and everything, um, but it's, it's definitely something if it's, if you've experienced it, but on the horror movie thing, I was, uh, and I know a lot of people find the, the icon Chucky funny. Me personally, I was actually afraid of Chucky for a long time, but that kind of stems from the fact that I was afraid of porcelain dolls and just the idea of like a living doll scared the hell out of me. I remember one of my most prevalent memories from when I was a kid was uh, I was in this house. I want to say it was with family. God knows who it was. It was so long ago, but I was with family at a house and like it was thunderstorming and I wanted to play with these Legos that they had. And they said, we have Legos. You can play with them. You just got to go upstairs and the room, the first room to the right or the no, it's like the second room on the right. You can't miss it. It's like, okay. And, you know. And I, oh, I don't know, I was like 8, 9, 10. At least, you know, around that age where it's like anything is possible. Everything is, you know, mostly something's in the dark. It's going to come out and snatch you and take you away. And I, uh, I, of course, you know, ran through the corridor of one room and was going up the stairs and I, I was like, okay, where's the, the room? It's the second door on the right. All right, run to that room. Close door. I'm like, run through the dark. Nothing grab me. Hell yeah. Home free. I win. You can't get me. Uh-uh. You know, do a little dance. And then I look over just wall of dolls. And I'm like, oh, 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 oh. hey, hey, look at that. And all their, all their glass eyes. And all porcelain dolls, too. And now, mind you, for those that know the, um, the old myth... Uh, if you stare a porcelain doll in the eyes, they say back in the day, it was that it would the doll would steal your soul. 
and you'd forever be a doll. Like you come to life, do do do, you know. But <laughs> I I didn't know as a kid that just it was just something about dolls and like you know the way their eyes like followed you. I thought they're kind of like mommy, like you know, <laughs> take you away, ah, like it. Oh man, Ooh, still kind of no dolls. Uh uh-uh, uh, I'm good. Moving on though, I grabbed my Legos. I poked it out of that room. Like I stood. And like they were on the other corner of the room, so I was like, I'm walking, I'm watching these dolls, and everything in me is just like eternal screaming, internal screaming, and I'm like, I gotta, I, I want these Legos, need to play, I want to play these Legos. I pick them up, and I'm like, all right, you know, I'm doing the whole like, uh, like, I'm leaning in and out, like one, two, three, run the door, oh, you know, open it, close it, run down the stairs through the the, uh, the room or the, the corridor and <laughs> sit down in the living room where there's light I'm with my family and it's thunderstorming and they're like yeah did five Legos easy and you're like yeah we're talking so long sweetheart like oh you know just you know freaking the F out man oh my god no <laughs> so yeah that was uh that was the thing oh hey I'll put it out there. And please don't use this against me. Please, please, please. You know, be a decent human being. Most of you already know. But I am... I am terrified. Terrified of spiders. There's nothing wrong with them. They're all natural. But bugs are bug. I like bugs. Depending on the bug. They're just kind of cool to, like, watch. And look at. Bug, bug, bug. Um... Yeah, it's just the way... It, some of them are just the way they move, you know, so sporadically and quickly. <laughs> so creepy, crawly, just yeah. What do you, what do you want? You know, sometimes they, they run away, and then there's the few that like crawl towards you, and you're like, hey, stop it, no, get me, get away from me. I don't, oh, no, so spiders, no. Um, what else? And of course, I was afraid of the dark. But, you know, that kind of goes, again, hand in hand. A lot of us at some point or another, or still now, are afraid of the dark. And I do not blame you. Every once in a while when I'm in my room and I lay my head down, I turn my fan on because I'm need. i one of those people that needs the ambient noise in the background. And I just, it's, you know, just to kind of cut my brain off. That way I'm not focusing so much on the little ticks and taps and noises I hear throughout the night. Uh-uh, nope, I, I didn't hear that, did you? No, I, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't hear nothing. Excuse me. But, uh, yeah, ambient noise is a good thing for me because I, I'm a, I'm a bit of an overthinker too, so I know nothing, I'm in a safe area where I live and I know nothing's really gonna happen, but it's, it's just a part of my imagination too just thinking something's gonna come out of my closet or come from under my bed or in the corner of the room where I got like a bookshelf and it's in the dark it looks like a tall looming shadow you know and I'm waiting for it just to move towards me. oh no this is it goodbye girl world <laughs> no oh man it's uh <sighs> it's nothing else oh man I'm tired I had a little trouble sleeping last night. I had some stuff on my mind. But I'm doing better now. Just 
had myself thinking with the episode I did last night of the pod, you know, the first episode of the podcast. I started watching that show, You, um, the one about on Netflix. The one on Netflix with the sociopath. Guy's a murderer and he's, you know, killing a bunch of people, you know, for the sake of the one that he loves. And it's, it's different. I mean, good show. You know, a lot of twists and turns from what I did see. I want to sit down, maybe watch it through. I don't know. Um, a lot of mixed reviews on that one. People, you know, idolizing and making the bad guy the hero and I don't know. Could watch a uh, serial killer documentary make you happier. No, no idolization there. No. <laughs> but yeah, I had uh, the dark though. Definitely, I get I get a bit of a spook every once in a while. You know, whether I'm with someone or by myself, and no one's actually trying to scare me. Uh, so I've gotten locked in a few basements a few times as a prank. You know, people banging on the doors. and Yeah, it's just not, not fun, you know. When people know you're afraid of the dark, you know, <clears throat> often, more often than not, you know, some people might use their advantage to give you a good scare. And I'm a big believer. Like, I, you know, coming out of everything I'm afraid of now, like, I actually am a big horror movie buff. I wouldn't say, like, you know, like, I'm a real big buff, but I, I do watch the occasional horror movie, and, you know, I'm kind of, I'm not an elitist, but, you know, I kind of deem it worthy to myself to think, like, well, you know, was, was that good? Was that bad? Was that really that scary? Like, I, you know, I was kind of feeling it was, it was scary, but it, but it was, it was bad. It was real bad. Like, no. <laughs> oh my gosh. <clears throat> Can you tell I'm tired? No. I've been working outside all day too, um, in the past two weeks, you know, with, with the pandemic and everything. Oh my gosh. Working outside a lot. My back is tight and I found out, you know, I get back spasms. And so when I'm just getting up from sitting down or yeah, I hurt my back sitting down <laughs> or my back just gets so tight, you know, and I just got to relax gotta take a nice hot shower and you know just lay down take some time for myself and that's that's a big thing too with fear actually um sometimes you know fear stems from more traumatic situations than just being afraid of the dark or believing that some monsters are real and I mean monsters in the concept of like real life people is a definite thing and there's a lot of horrible stuff that can happen out there to you that can make you fearful. And I only hope that, you know, for any of my listeners out there, you know, that you're staying strong, you know, you're doing whatever it is you got to do, you know, for your minor fears or your bigger fears. You know, this is a safe place. I love you. And, you know... I'm sorry for the things that you could be fearful of, but I can tell you that, you know, here with this podcast, you know, where I want to make my connections with you people, um, we're going to look out for each other. 
and we're going to be okay. You know, we're going to make things happen. We're going to, we're going to heal. You know, we're going to get stuff off our chest. You know, we're going to become better people out of it all. But, but most importantly, we're going to be a hundred percent unapologetically us, you know, and that, and that being hopefully strong, independent people, you know, whether you want someone or, you know, you don't need nobody, <laughs> you do it for you. <laughs> and let me say that I love you more for that. You do you. Make it happen. Go out there. Let's make things happen, people. There's no need to be fearful. Carpe diem. Seize the day. Some Latin for you. Um, but I'm not one to say I know Latin either. I'm not fluent in it. <laughs> I did, I did one state a girl who told me she was fluent in Latin. I thought that was that was pretty cool. Although I, I won't, I will say it didn't work out well. She, uh, the second date didn't happen, um, and all because apparently I couldn't financially support myself. But I hold no grudges. I'm over it now. But it's still somewhat of a good, long, ongoing joke. I can't financially support myself. <laughs> But, yeah, strong people, you know, there always may be something that we're going to be afraid of, but it's up to us to really look towards what inspires us or what strengthens us to do better and to find ourselves not fine, but to find the things that help help us face those fears too, you know, because we can't live in fear forever of the things that we're afraid of. We have to, we have to eventually face them. And I, I am happy to say, if I was to walk into a room full of dolls, I wouldn't be afraid. Much, mind you, like it depends on the setting, of course. Like if I'm walking in there and if I'm walking into some house and the person showing me around and then they disappear and then I just walk into some random room and it's all dolls and you know they're like hello and you know <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm gonna be afraid but you know, not that that's ever gonna happen you know again that's it's me being over dramatic um <clears throat> not afraid of dolls I handle the dark a lot better <clears throat> um yeah, I still have those occasional moments. And there's a lot of other things I'm afraid of. You know. And I don't want to get too personal with you guys. But. I'm sure for most, it's. I have I have that fear of being alone. Sometimes. Um, I know it's not easy. You know, being alone. We all get lonely. You know, like I said, you know, to some of us, we may have that significant other that makes us feel safe, makes us feel protected, makes us feel wanted, you know, and that's good. I hope you both flourish in yourselves to see the beauty in each other and continue to revel in your company. And that's the right word. Or, you know, really appreciate each other's company. Because I know a lot of, I know big words. I don't always remember the definitions to them. 
but yeah, it's nice to appreciate those you can have in your life, whether it be friends, whether it be family, or in this case, really significant others. Um, I'm off and on with that sometimes, you know. I'm very much content with being by myself. I'm, I'm very content with being alone. I will say that again. I'm very content with being alone. I just go through those spouts, those little ruts of, you know, loneliness where I'm like, you know, it's like, I, I know I have confidence in myself. I think I'm, I'm an all right looking guy. Um, like when I, you know, I'm not the most courageous guy to go eventually to some girl that I may find attractive and be like, Hey, you know, I'm Jason and I'm, uh, I'm interesting. No, it's, it's better it's better done to some. It's better done from some men other than other, you know, than others. But I, uh, I definitely try to make my move, you know, politely, courteously. For I am a gentleman. Um, yeah, you know. And if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't. You know. But I'm not spiteful. I move on. Um, always try to keep my good graces, though. With everyone, because you never know what happens. People change. Sometimes people don't change. Um, but never let it all be for the worst, you know? I like to try and stay as positive as I can be always, all the time. And that's a struggle. You know, and that's something fear that I'm fearful of too. It's like, I, I'm fearful of that, you know... Like, then I'm, then I'm going to have a bad day, you know? And it's so little, but it, it, it becomes so big. And not, like, gargantuan or it's just something bad, you know, really bad. But I just, I don't really want to have to have a bad day. Like, you know, I don't want to make anyone mad. I don't want to have to deal with, you know having to figure out certain situations, you know, for someone else if, or, I don't know, like, oh my gosh, I am so sorry, <laughs> let it be known though, I will have, I will take care of a situation if need be, you know, I'm willing to stand up for what needs to be done for if something you know, indeed needs to be done. And you can't always be fearful of a bad day because bad days are going to happen. I just, most times out of 10, I'd rather just have a good day, you know. Uh, but you could end up waking up and your car battery's dead or your boss is mad at you or um, you might have did something to make your significant other mad, but you're not sure. But it, it all... It all usually is okay, you know, and sometimes it's not going to be, um, but it's up to you really to kind of take it upon yourself to kind of figure things out and make it work for you or for both of you or for them. However you need to do it, do it, you know, but don't ever just give up. I say there's always... There's always a reason to try. 
big belief, no no reward or no risks give no reward. I think that I said that right. Is that right? No, no risks, no reward. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Sorry. Um. Yeah. Where are we at here? Been talking for a good minute. Let's see. Lock the phone here. Um. Thirty-two minutes. All right. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. I uh. I got some stuff I wanted to attend to, you know, from the comfort of my apartment here at maybe it's better up blank studio, aka my bedroom. <laughs> Gotta keep myself nice and quaint and quarantined during this time. I'm gonna hit up a live stream with my friend Clarissa Rose on Instagram. Awesome musician. If you don't know her, check her out on Instagram. Also, fantastic cosplayer. Along with her significant other, Singween. Or Nate to the Great. Awesome people. Um, what was I talking about? Fear. <laughs> it's a big topic and I'm... Oh man, I'm, I'm fearful enough. This podcast sometimes, like, you know... I, I was doing good on the first one, and I can't mess up this one now, you know, remaking it, and it's like, but everyone's been very supportive, I was, I, I was scared people were going to be a little discouraged, and even if it happens, I can't change people's minds, I mean, I'll definitely try, you know, keep listening, there's, there's more to come, um, <laughs> I'm fearful of just putting my words out there, you know, but that's, that's the big thing about this podcast, and why I started it too, is, um, one of the things was to instill a little more confidence in me. And when I say that, I mean to instill more confidence in myself socially. Not with my work or anything. I'm just a very not confident person sometimes in social situations. I have I have a lot of social anxiety. I'm one of the many few that, you know, has to deal with that. I kind of run along a list of things that I talk about in my head until I eventually like hit that stop sign with nothing more left to talk about and I don't know where to go from there and it's it's a bit scary you know because then I fidget and you know I feel weird and I'm kind of like do do like gonna mess with my hands um look at stuff around the room like uh <laughs> So, how about that weather? How about the Knicks? I mean, but I'm not from New York, and I'm from Michigan, and God forbid I want to talk about the Detroit Lions. Because <laughs> I'm a football fan, minor football fan, but uh, our football team is not the best, as I'm sure a lot of us know. But I kind of, not really into sports as much as I used to be. I know when I was younger, I was very big on baseball and I was really big on golf. I know in the fourth grade I wrote in my yearbook that my dream was to be a professional golfer. No lie for those of you that even know me. that's That was a big thing in my life. I actually used to golf. I still like to golf sometimes. It's it's actually pretty peaceful. Very, very tranquil. I was actually listening to another podcast of mine. One of my favorite podcasts next to the Equinox Society Radio, which 
I highly recommend. If you love dark stories, um, otherworldly stories, definitely check them out. They are well worth a listen. There are newer podcasts, but they got more than enough episodes out for you to binge. Um, wonderful people on that crew making stuff happen. And, you know, light yourself some candles, put yourself in a dark room, and check them out. You know, eerie, spooky, fun stuff. Um, but I was listening to WTF with Mark Marin, um, Mark Marin's podcast. Uh, very cool actor, very, very funny comedian, and uh, a very renowned podcaster. Um, one of my favorite people in the world. He was talking to Don Cheadle, and you know, Don Cheadle, famous actor for those who know him, those who don't. One of my favorite movies he was in, uh, the Ocean series, Oceans 11, 12, 13. Or, actually, make it easier for everyone, um, Don Cheadle. Or wait, why did I just drew, I'm drawing blanks. He's in the Avengers, he's in the Marvel movies. War Machine, he plays War Machine in Iron Man in the Marvel movies. Oh my gosh, my fellow nerds, please, I'm not failing you. I was just struggling, please, no, no! No, um, yeah, interesting enough though to listen in to Mark Marin talk to uh, Don Cheadle, and this leads back to golf, of course. <laughs> it's the reason, um, there's something always about golf that I liked, but I think Don Cheadle really said it best is that it's very therapeutic, it's very zen, it's, mer- it's very meditative, it's not a, if you will, it's not a game that you really have to fear about doing bad in. When you really grasp the idea of golf, it's not about getting the ball in the hole ultimately at the end of it all for, well, mind you, <laughs> that's the whole creation of golf, you know, that's the whole point of the game. But, you know, when you're on the green and the the focus to the the idea of the game is when you're concentrating. He said that the reason it's really meditative is it's it's there's a point to professional golfers that's amazing because they've they've learned to cut out all these distractions, all these noises, everything. He was um, talking about how they scientifically looked at the heartbeats of golfers in comparison to Olympic Olympic athletes. I think not their heartbeats, but their brain wavelengths. Yes, their brain wavelengths in comparison to golfers and Olympic athletes, and that they were the same, especially with uh, riflemen, archers, those sorts, you know. And it was just on the dot, same in comparison, um, like a straight line of, like, no ticks, no nothing, just, like, center focus, like, that's my target, that's where I want my ball to go. That's where I want my arrow to go. That's where I want my bullet to go in that target. And it's amazing, you know. And in golf, it's, you know, it's just you and a few people. If you Not, you know, not like you're a professional and you're surrounded by tons of people. But that's the kind of the fun thing about golf, too. It's not so on the spot and you don't got to worry about anyone hitting you or getting really getting hit by anything as long as you're paying attention to the ball of course because in most sports you always want to pay attention to the ball like me walking out from the side of the forest because I heard um, 
someone I was with at one time playing golf, you know, he chipped the ball really well. And it's, Jason, look out. And the ball nails me in my ankle. And I, oh man, you could hear me on that golf course wherever you may have been, miles away, um, whether in the rough, even if you were in the water, I was, whoo, I was yelling up a storm. I was cussing. I had a nice size welt on my ankle for the next few days. Nice bruise, you know. Yeah, it hurt. But not a, not a game that you usually have to be fearful in playing. No reason to worry about getting hit. Usually. Hold on. Oh, sorry. I thought I was going to sneeze. I have to take my allergies. Oh, man. But yeah. Fear... If there's one thing fear that I never acknowledged but never would have thought of, it's that we could also use fear as an advantage. And there's actually a quote from Doctor Who that I love. Fear quote, Doctor Who. I just have to bring it up here. I I really I might tear up here a little bit. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's cause Doc Doctor Who's a, a big thing in my life and they spoke on fear once from one of my favorite doctors, the uh, the twelfth doctor, uh, Peter Capaldi. Not a lot of good reviews, but I thought he was fantastic. Um, this being spoken also by Clara, but <laughs> I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm done, uh, fanboy. There's a moment where they're talking to a child, and he was afraid of. I think it was the monster under his bed, but he didn't know what the monster actually was, and then, but he, you know. He, he said to him, as Clara said to the doctor as a child because of time travel, and I'm rambling off again. Okay, so fear. Fear can make you faster and cleverer and stronger. And one day, you're going to come back to this barn. And on that day, you're going to be very afraid indeed. But that's okay, because if you're, wi- if you're very wise and you're very strong, fear doesn't have to make you cruel or cowardly. And I tell you, it's not just because it was Doctor Who, but it's one of those quotes that stick with you. And you never really think about that thing in the concept of what it's supposed to stand for. And I think back now when I ever hear that quote of all the times I was scared and it was fearful in that moment of what was going on, but it's like... Whether, you know, I was at a haunted house or I was in a fight or I had a run-in with, you know, certain situations I didn't want to be in. Because like I said, people are cruel. I ran faster. It made me think smarter and on my feet and it made me stronger. So if I had to run, I had to run. If I had to figure a place to go that was close at the time, I was on it. And if I had to defend myself, then you best believe I was going to handle it. (laughs) Thankfully in my life, I've never had to handle it too many times. Alright, I'm tearing up. Hold on. Sorry. (laughs) 
getting deep up in here. <laughs> you know, we can be fearful people, everyone. But at the end of the day, you know, we don't need to let fear run our lives. We live our lives. We are in control of ourselves. You know, whether it's you're afraid of the dark or people in general, you know, or the virus pandemic, you know, everything may be dark. But there will always still be light to find your way. And if not, then be your light. Make yourself your guiding light. As I like to say, I like to find inspiration for my art. My words with my poetry, I feel are like tinder and I have a fire in me and it always can be bigger you know (laughs) AFI reference if you will but like in all seriousness though I feel like the way I look at it is I have a fire in my heart and even in the most darkest situations um Lest they be um, a physical manifestation or just when I'm caught in my head. I like to go inside myself and look inside my heart to see that I still have that fire. And that it's going to burn bright no matter what. Because I never will let it go out. Because it guides me. And that... Yeah, and that is is one of the ways I make it happen. What what do you throw at your fire? What what makes your fire burn brighter? And how do you or say how do you, you know, I was going to say how do you keep your fire going but We're strong. We can do it. Together, we will make it last. And I think uh, I've been good with the poems. Well, I've been good with a poem. So I think I'll add it as as an extra little bit. I'm going to choose a random one here, and I'll read it off to you guys. Let's see. You know what? This is a fun one. I'll leave it off with this. It's one of my favorite poems I did. The picture is a mirror that I drew on a heart saying, let me know what it's like. The poem, I think, like I said, it's one of my best. I do believe not to humble brag, but I took some time with it. It's called Nostalgic Heartaches. I can smile because I know you're happy and generally that makes me happy. With no reason for me not to be, I saw a future in your eyes and promises in your smiles. It all always lasts long, memories like stitches to hold this heart together. 
They say time heals all wounds. Trust me, I'm still a believer. Not one to believe in something. Or not one to normally have, naturally have faith. Uh, but we all believe in something. And I'll still sit here and wait. But I know that the door, the open doors I keep are only to those that truly help me. Yet I'm still here on this couch, staring at the TV, singing songs, watching random organized videos of things that make me feel sad. But it's not because here I am sad. I'm just trying to catch that moment, that moment of feeling happy, that moment of first love, that moment of I love you some, that moment of second love, that moment of I made this and I'm proud. That moment of, oh God, what am I doing with my life? That moment of actual true love. That moment of I need to stop hurting. That moment of I need to live now. Forever free, I'm able to make the choice. Yet, or forever I am able to make the choice. The choice to relinquish myself. Yet here, I am constantly reminding myself. That moment of feeling happy. That moment of love lost. That moment of I miss you. That moment of I'm trying and I failed. That moment of you were here and now you're gone. That moment of I'm doing something with my life, but my efforts feel in vain. I'm again reminded I'm human and I'm free. The pressure I hold on my shoulders is my own choice. Well, if that's the case, why is it so damn hard sometimes just to be able to smile? A simple answer flies off from the mouth of wise people I know. These people with names and titles such as best friends and family. Those that were there and still are then curb my way of thinking. I am reminded how I myself and by those around me say depression sucks, but I'm beating this with them together. Now I see that moment of real happy, that moment of loving you, or that moment of loving myself. That moment of, I forgive you. That moment of, it's going to be okay. That moment of, you were gone, but now we're talking again. And that's all I could ask for. And that's all I want. And I would choose this poem as my first open mic. And this, mind you, is not in the ending of the poem. But the last line of this poem is the reason I would like to read it. At probably my first open mic when I finally get the confidence but just to read you off the last part and this being why I want to do it live but that moment you were gone but now we're talking again and that's all I could ask for and that's all I want this moment right here standing before you being more brave than I ever have been And before I leave that off with you, just in a synopsis of what this poem was about, I think it kind of spoke to me, really, with what we're what I've been talking about, what you know, we can talk about, you know. Leave a comment to me. We can talk about it personally, you know, on the sidelines after I post this. But it's fear, people. Fear of the many things, the many moments in my life of stuff that's most prevalent stuff that I don't need to be fearful of but it is okay to be fearful of um love life family it's something that you know you often may struggle with something I may often struggle with you know it already depends on how it goes but we're gonna be okay 
Like I said, we're going to make it. Carpe diem, seize the day. I don't know any other Latin except that. But I will leave you with that. And I'll leave you with this. We are all going to be okay. Um, This is especially scary time. But we've made it this far. You know, together. The whole world. You know, to all of you out there, I hope you're staying safe. Be brave. Don't live in fear. But if you are fearful, remember, use your fear as a superpower. We are superhumans together in our own way. Because sometimes if we're fearful. Wait, I know how to do this. (laughs) Sometimes we're fearful. There we go. (laughs) Remember, everyone, fear can make you faster and cleverer and stronger. And one day, you're going to come back to this barn. And on that day, you're going to be very afraid indeed. But that's okay. Because if you're very wise and very strong, fear doesn't have to make you cruel or cowardly. I love you all. Make things happen out there. Let's go. Until next time, I am Jason, and this is Maybe It's Better Off Blake, the podcast of mental health, art, the artistic process, life itself. Remember, every Tuesday and Thursday, I'm here in Anchor FM. The more listens I get, I can get back on my platforms, more support, more sponsorship. We're going to make things happen. I want to get guest stars in here. I love you all. I appreciate you for still sticking around. I appreciate all the support. You know, shout outs to those before Josh, Ben, Astro Stinkfist, and to my friends and my family. As I've already named, thank you. And I will, (laughs) momentary pause, I will see you. Or, no, I won't see. I will. (laughs) You'll hear me in the next episode. (laughs) I love you guys. All right. Bye bye.